Now, if I could sing, I'd sing this song for you. It's called Change Our Hearts. Change our hearts this time. Your word says it can be. Change our minds this time. Your life could make us free. We are the people. Your call set apart. Lord, this time, change my heart. Sorry, I'm supposed to be a professional and not let my verklempt spirit, but those words mean so much to me. This is Modern Homemakers, and I'm Donna Otto, and those words mean so much to me as we celebrate this day called Ash Wednesday. It's the first day of Lent, and if you've been practicing Lent, no doubt last night you had a lot of carbs. So if you've ever seen the Mardi Gras, um, all the celebration of the Mardi Gras, that's what happens. They have the big drinking, eating, partying because Lent is a sober time, a serious time. Now, I'm not asking you to be too sober, but I am asking you to consider it. And I'm telling you a little of my journey, and I'm offering some tools for you today on this day, Ash Wednesday. And the words to that song, which is a melody I heard in that little church that I went to for the first Ash Wednesday. And if you know me at all, you know that if I get my mind on something, <laughs> I can perseverate or make it happen. So there was this little book that belonged to the church that had this music. And I wanted this music. I, want, I have a piano and I can plunk the piano. And the melody just got so deep in my soul. And so the first year I sang that song. And honestly, the words to it kept coming to me all through the year. This time, change my heart. Okay, so the next year, I go to the same church. Only this time, I'm armed with preparation. And I ask if there's anyone who could find that little book. Oh, guess what? They were going to use that little book again or something like it. And there was the song. And then I said, is there anyone who could make a copy of it for me? I have a copy in my hand. And they did. They went to the church office and they made a copy of it because... It, I was so welcomed into this concept of doing it again. Doing 40 days again. Can you think of things you do again? Change diapers? I don't think you get any better at it, but I think you certainly are more doing it onto Christ if you've done it more than one time, if you've done it for more than one child. I have a friend who has seven kids, and we tried to figure out one day how many diapers she actually changed, and the number got so astronomical, I can't remember what it was. But it was like thirty or 40,000 diapers. Think of that. <laughs> Taking a class, learning an instrument, learning a language, reading a book. I could not begin to count how many books I have read. And I pick up a new book, and it's, <gasps> here I am again. And at Advent, we talk about waiting for Jesus to come. All through Christmas, I talk to you about Advent and the candle and ways to prepare your children for Christmas instead of letting the carnage of commercialism get into our Christmas activities. Well, here we are now facing what I call the second opportunity 
it's not like I made that up, but they're two big opportunities. They're both about the same length in time. One is around Christmas, one is around Easter. I'm going to talk to you a minute about Easter and the celebration of Easter and all the ways we used to do it. But this time, we're setting aside 40 days to do something new, to do something that has to do with preparing our hearts. And the three focus points are prayer, fasting, and giving. Prayer, fasting, and giving. And I'm going to read a passage of scripture out of Joel that sets the tone. But when the song touched my heart so much, I realized that this time changed my heart. And I wondered how many times I had said to the Lord, this time, change my heart this time. Your word says it can be, change my mind this time. Your life could make me free. How many times have I said that to the Lord and then not abided in him? He's been abiding in me. He never stops abiding in me. But I don't really mean change my heart. I just mean get me out of the situation right now. Okay, change my heart. Okay, I'm going to do something different. I do it good for 48 hours. I do it for three months. But what does it take to change ourselves? We have to cooperate with God. Elizabeth said, God ordained that we participate. So Lent is a time of participation, and today is the first day of Lent. It's called Ash Wednesday, and I'm wearing my ashes. I'm wearing them proudly. I'm not pulling my bangs down so people can't see that I don't have them. If anything, I'm careful not to let anybody touch it so I can wear them all day. I feel united. I feel a solidarity with people who love Christ all around the world. And I sing this song because it has such meaning and depth to me personally. So one of the passages of scripture that we often read in the time of Lent is found in a little book in the Old Testament called Joel. A little book in the Old Testament called Joel. And I have to go through a Daniel, Hosea, Joel before I can actually find Joel. And I'm thumbing my pages because I should have put a marker in there. Daniel, Hosea, Joel. And it's in chapter 2, verses 12 through 18. So I'm going to read them to you. Yet even now, says the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. Tend your hearts and not your clothing. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and relents from punishing. Who knows whether he will turn and relent and leave a blessing behind him, a grain offering and a drink offering for the Lord your God. Blow the trumpet in Zion, sanctify a fast, call a solemn assembly, gather the people, Sanctify the congregation, assemble the aged, gather the children, infants at the breast, let the bridegroom leave his room and the bride her canopy. Between the vestibule and the altar, let the priests, the ministers, the Lord weep. Let them say, spare you people, O Lord, do not make your heritage a mockery, a byword among the nations. Why should it be said that among the people, where is their God? Then the Lord became jealous for his land and had pity on his people. Now, this passage of scripture calls us to fasting. It calls us to stopping something that we might start something else. I have two grandchildren. You've heard me talk about them. They're 11 and 13. I had them together the other day, and they were wanting Nana to say yes. No, Nana, just say yes. 
they were asking me to do something. I remember what it was, and I was not going to do it. No, 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 Nana, Nana, just say yes. If you say no, we know you mean no, but just say yes. And I said, do you two know that for every yes you say, you have to say no to something else? And they just looked at me like I was an old grandmother who had no idea what I was talking about. So I spent just a minute, maybe. I tried to spend 10 minutes, but they wouldn't have lasted that long. When we say yes to something, we are saying no to something else. So to participate in Lent, you're going to say yes to something. You're going to say yes to praying or fasting or giving. You're going to say yes to adding something to your walk of faith. You're going to say no to something that that will take time from. You're going to say, I'm going to pray 10 minutes in the morning and 10 minutes at night. I never pray at night. I'm going to pray five minutes in the morning and five minutes at night. I, I, I never pray in the morning. You're going to add something. You're going to say yes to something. You're going to fast. If you have never fasted, and we should do a lesson. Maybe I'll do a lesson during Lent on fasting. It is a powerful tool. And fasting in our culture is not something that's abnormal anymore. We do a lot of health food fasting. We do a lot of fasting. We do a lot of giving up things that are not good for us. And I think it's quite interesting, especially since these passages talk about this is not about the body. This is about the spirit, the soul that lives on with God forever when we are his children. And so we practice fasting. We know what fasting looks like. We understand its theory. We don't like it very well. And we don't want to give up something. But I will tell you this, that if you choose this Lent to exercise something in these, one of these three areas, in prayer, fasting, or giving, you will be giving up something. You will be saying no to something to say yes to this. What will that look like? Well, I, for many years, have talked about Easter and why we celebrate Easter and what Easter is not. And um, so I want to just spend a few minutes of that in our time together today. And that is, um, I asked many years ago, why do we celebrate Easter to a crowd of women, a couple of hundred women? And they said the Easter bunny, egg hunts, family brunch, baskets with candy, um, money that we hide in the eggs when we hide them because we can't hide the new clothes. And I thought to myself, wow, has Easter become diluted in our culture? At least at Christmas, we still have some of the church services with baby Jesus in the manger. And I know that some of you are what the church calls Christmas and Easter attenders. But if Easter to you is about going to church because you have a new hat or going for brunch and to church because everybody does it, I want to remind you that these things, which are lovely pastel colors and spring flowers, lilies, daffodils, jonquils, eggs, new life, baskets, uh, we participate in these things. I don't send a Christmas card. I send an Easter card. Th that, that's how transformed I have been by this practice. So the customs of Easter and where it came from and why we celebrate it, and each one of those things I've just mentioned to you are a part of the progression of what was the real Easter. And that begins really on Palm Sunday. But I'm saying to you, it really begins today. Today, the first day of Lent. Ash Wednesday. 
a day when you're going to say yes to something which requires a no to something else, a day where you're going to take 40 days. No, you won't do all 40 days. No, you'll fall down and make a mistake. My birthday falls right in the middle of, and I can't tell you how many years they've done a cake for me and I, they bring it to me and I, and I'm trying to keep what I've d- decided to fast from quiet. I don't want to flag it around. Hello, I'm giving up this. That makes me so wonderful. No, I just, and then I look at the cake and I think, how do I tell them? I, and so I take the cake and I mm, have a bite or two of it. Did I break my fast? Well, I did. But is it about the fast or is it about the people? Is it about what God is calling us to? The final week of Jesus's life, which we'll talk about, all of this is the beginning. Lent is the beginning of the preparation for the week of weeks and Easter morning. And we're going to talk about it through this next 40 days a little bit more. So prepare your heart. Lent is good for your brain, and it's also good for your soul. Our brains are wired to connect with stories in a way that information or even good theology cannot provide. This is why we can hear a great talk or a sermon and even take copious notes and a week later not remember it. Not at all. But what we do remember, stories of the animate part of our brain that retain memories and that we build on those memories by practicing the same things every year. So yes, we have Easter eggs. And yes, I have a beautiful purple cloth that I use at Easter and a beautiful basket that's filled with symbols. And we'll talk about that the week of weeks. That resource is already up on our website. Go and look at it. Get ready for it. Yes, I do like to go to church and something new on Easter. It feels like such an important day. But the important thing is how we're preparing our hearts to understand this greatest of all sacrifices. God sending his son, Jesus Christ, on the cross. And you may not accept that, but you know that you must believe it because it is not only a personal thing that happens to individual people and spoke about in the church. It is a part of our history. So it's the first day of Lent, and I'm excited. I hope you're excited too. Do you want to write us and tell us what you're doing that's different or how you're progressing in it? We'd love to hear from you. We'll share some of those stories as we go along. In the next few days, I'm going to do um, the first part on air, audio, of what is the three-plus-hour organizational class called Secrets to Getting More Done in Less Time. And very soon, we believe by March 1st, it will be up online. That means that you can buy it and download it, and you can gather some people together and watch it together. It is quite lively, lots of props, and quite fun, and I, I know you'll be encouraged by it. So those are the things that are going on in the ministry. Don't forget to check the website. If there's anything we can do for you, write us. There's an email there on our website. Remember, the common begin and the uncommon finish. Go out and make it a very uncommon start to Lent.